the volume. Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. This is why I love betting on the FanDuel Sportsbook. There's great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, college basketball, and so much more. There's amazing new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You get your winnings if you want to cash out in as fast as two hours and how fun is it to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in presented by FanDuel on that homepage if you are new just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started right now sign up with promo code Monaco so they know I sent you disclaimer 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. Happy Taco Tuesday, top of the morning to you, April 19th, Game 2, NBA Slates coming at you. We got an exciting three-game setup on the table, Memphis, Minnesota, the Heat hosting the Hawks, and a little humble wrapping it up with the Suns and the Pelicans in Phoenix yesterday. We went we went one and one, but technically two and one. I did say I am loving the Mavs plus five. They went outright. If you were following my picks on Action Network, I ended up locking that in. Also fired on the Mavericks on the money line in the second half at around plus 175, second straight winning day in the NBA playoffs for the Humble Money Line Monaco squad. Thank you for tuning in again if you're enjoying yourself cashing or just feeling Johnny Stockton assist sharing today. Subscribe, rate, review goes a long way. Thank you so much. We're getting into it. Three picks today. We're starting out with our luck of the day. I'm going back to the well. We hit it last night. Little double result and a star player hitting on props this is what i'm dancing with i'm gonna dance with a little memphis double result john morant over 25 plus points i do want to recommend 20 plus if you aren't incredibly confident he could get there but john morant as we know is an absolute menace to society in the paint this memphis grizzlies team top three in points in the paint all season and rightfully so let's get in and I actually want to start with what my guy Raheem Palmer said on Friday's episode if you have not listened to it there is some evergreen content in there of how to bet strategy and how to approach NBA playoff betting which is a different animal but he has a theory. I asked him specifically to share with our audience any theories out there that he follows and trends that work. 
he gave us, and it's all my social media, Moneyline Monaco, the zigzag theory. So the zigzag theory is, and this is particularly in relation to top three seeds, if a top three seed at home gets upset in game one, you'd hammer the other, the the favorite team, the top seed in game two, gave us three examples. The Grizzlies actually were on the other side of this. They upset the Jazz in game one of last year's playoffs, and then the Jazz came back and pounced on the Grizzlies at home in game two. The Bucks did this in the Eastern Conference game one versus the Hawks, came back, beat them by almost 40 in game two. And then the Sixers did this as well last year. This is a 28 and 16 hitting at 64% trend of a top three seed coming off a game one loss and covering. Now we're just on Memphis to win the half, win the game. I'm a little nervous about the six and a half point line. I still think there should have been a little bit more of an overreaction from the books and there isn't. As you know, I'm on Memphis as of yesterday's podcast to come back and win this series. I'm taking them at minus 126. Insane value, in my humble opinion, to win the series down one game to nil right now. They are plus. Now I'm seeing seven the T-Wolves are in game two, which is just a lot. I mean, that's a big number for a top two offensive team. But I'm going to get into why I like the Grizzlies to come out really take a nice, humble lead in the first quarter, win the half, win the game. And this team, let's not forget, all right, they're the number one against the spread team in the NBA this season, all right? They were the best cover in the association. They're also the fifth best record in the NBA after a loss at a humble 17-9, so they lose and come back with a vengeance. And it's the third best team as far as a record goes, home court protecting it at 30 and 12 on the season only behind Phoenix by a game excuse me two games and Golden State by a game and a half as far as home court goes so let's look at this Grizzlies team well they've been the best first quarter team in the NBA all season the number one team in the NBA in the first quarter all season they've been averaging right around 30 And they end the season as the only team to average 30. And at home, even a little more, 31.3. They are the number one team in the NBA points per game in the first quarter. That, to me, says enough with what we saw in the first quarter, which, again, was, you know, it it was a battle. It was absolutely a battle. This game ended 131-17 after the first quarter. The T-Wolves were up 8. But then, you know, Grizzlies bounced back a little bit in the second quarter. I just think it was a riding high situation. And I cannot understate this enough. Sometimes players who are routine guys, who are habit guys, they had a week off, all right? You get a week off in a league where you've been playing two, three, four times a week for four or five months, that's going to mess with your rhythm. There's a little bit of pressure, too, on this Grizzlies team to come out second-best record in the West and ball out. But I feel very confident that this best first-quarter team in the NBA, who's averaging 60.9 points at home by half, who 
is 27 and 13 against the spread on equal rest, which is the number one in the NBA. And they're better against the spread on a one day rest or equal rest, excuse me, than they are straight up, which is incredible. 28 and 12 versus 27 and 13. Absolutely remarkable. But you also have to look and analyze these box scores a little and things that won't happen again. I messaged, I mentioned it yesterday, 4 for 13, Jaron Jackson, that won't happen. Steven Adams not scoring won't happen. Beasley's not getting you 23 off the bench. I doubt Anthony Edwards goes for another 36 piece and Carl gives you 29. This is too well coached of a team and you didn't get from the bench Anderson, Williams, Melton, Jones, none of them in double digits. That is very rarely doesn't happen either. There's a lot of intangibles. And then Minnesota shot 50% from the field. I just trust the zigzag theory here. I trust Memphis to get right. This is going to be a team that comes out with a huge sense of urgency. And so I like them to win the half and win the game. As far as John Morant goes, I mean, he was only 8 of 18 shooting in game one, but he did have 32 points, 16 of those on free throws. He got to the line 20 attempts and he was 16 for 20 so that is a very aggressive jaw i expect him to continue that trend in penetrating the paint this minnesota team isn't really known for being physical and this grizzlies team is now will he get over 25 plus tonight i'm a little nervous about it he's gone over it in two of his last three three of his last five he has gone over 20 plus in nine of his last 10. He slipped under 25 in, and only hit this in six of his last 10. So I am a little concerned. Again, he was banged up, missed a little bit of time there, end of March, coming into April. So 25 is a big feat. He is the ring leader. He does average this number slightly above it on the season. I think if you want to be a little safer, Lower that juice down to around minus 125. Take them on 20 plus points. I do feel comfortable sharing that with you. I'm going to go 25 plus because I want the plus money payout. It's about plus 119. Jaw getting over 25. The Grizzlies winning the half, winning the game. Or you could just dance on the juice because my official lock is Grizzlies win the half, win the game, minus 155. I just think they come out, right some wrongs, get a few more role players coming in and kicking it. And this is what home court does for role players that you didn't see really in game one with the jitters and the time off. You didn't get the Dylan Brooks, Bain, huge outings that they're used to doing. And again, when you have your center not scoring and your pretty studly power forward and Jaron Jackson up for defensive player of the year candidate going four for 13, it, it offsets the rhythm a little. So I'm going to take this bet, feel great about it, locking it in. Let's go. Let's get into the degenerate special and I'm going to throw in Grizzlies on the money line. I expect them to bounce back tonight. And I'm going to go, you can call it Simp City. You can call it Cupcake. You can call it a W because it's happening tonight. All right? The Grizzlies are winning. T-Wolves may cover. The Heat are winning. The Hawks, not a terrible bet at plus seven and a half. I might, I might try to double down here and actually take the Hawks plus seven and a half. But the Heat are winning at home. And the Suns are going to route the Pelicans again. I actually feel comfortable in them covering as we get in. And let's talk about the Heat here. All right, 7-1 covering in their last eight games. 
three and one against the Hawks this season. Hawks are one and four against the spread in their last five against Miami. I mean, you saw what they did in the first game. 18-3 shot 47%. What a clip from beyond the arc. Duncan Robinson shot out of his mind. Eight and nine from threes. PJ Tucker was four for four from three. Jimmy Buckets gave you 21. Lowry with a humble 10 and nine. His team shot 52% from the field as a whole. Gave you more assists, more boards, 12 steals on the game, which is unheard of. More blocks. And of course, with those 12 steals, less turnovers. They won at 115.91 handily. Here's what I want to point out. Bam Adebayo gave you six points. Six man of the year, Tyler Hero, gave you six points. And they blew him out. Blew him out. Now, of course, Duncan Robinson, he's always known for going hot to not so much, to hot to not so much. He's, he's in, he's out, he's in, he's out. I'm interested, I'm not that interested. I play like I'm interested, but I'm wedding crashers, not that interested. He will cool down. He will not go eight for nine on nine to ten shooting. With 27 points. P.J. Tucker will not hit four threes. But I'll tell you right now, Lowry's probably given us more than 10. Jimmy Buckets has given us around the same 21-point effort. And if you think Bam and Hero are combining for 12 total points at home in Game 2, you're out of your Tinseltown mind. This is also, just like Memphis, tied for third in the NBA as the third-best record defending home court at 30-12. and 12. This team is so well-rounded They've been top five in points against defensively all season long. And in the playoffs, good offense versus good defense. If you have stars, right, which we saw in game one of the Nets Celtics, which I can't wait to pick tomorrow, you saw offense almost overhaul great defense. But in this series, which yes, the Hawks have the second best offensive efficiency in the NBA, but the Heat have been top five defensively and are eight, nine deep defensively with quality players. I mean, Bam was in the conversation for defensive player of the year. Lowry's been a dog. Jimmy Butler's been known for a two-way player since he was drafted out of Marquette. His team plays three, four starters that play excellent defense and lockdown defense. Look what Trey Young did. By the way, I like Trey Young on some player props to bounce back. He will not go one of 12, I believe he was, shooting from the field with eight points. That won't happen, and they sorely missed Capella. But I like the Heat tonight on the money line for all of those reasons. And then, of course, give me the Suns all day long over the Pelicans. This Suns team, and I took them on Action Network, minus three and a half in the first quarter, and they went up 12 after the first quarter. Only won by 11, covered the spread by nine and a half. But I love the Suns in this game to come back and do everything they did in game one. I don't know that Chris Paul is going to give us 30 and 10, but D-Book with 25, Aiton with 21. Then you get a double digits from Cam Johnson and Michael Bridges. And a humble seven from McGee. And that's all you need. Crowder had one. And it was still a routing. But defensively, you cannot understate what this team did to McCollum to rough him up on 9-25 shooting. 3-for-8 from 3. Ingram was 6-17 shooting. I mean, that's 16 missed shots and 11 missed shots from your top two scores and players on the Pelicans. 
All right, the Suns team kind of has the Pelicans number, and that's an understatement. Three and one on the season against them. New Orleans is just one and five against the Suns in their last six. That includes a one and five against the spread in their last six. I would probably feel comfortable taking the Suns to cover the nine and a half tonight. It's moved to 10 on FanDuel back and forth a little bit. But when you look at the fact that the Suns have gone under in the last six games, it's because of their defense. All right, they they reached the NBA Finals last year, scoring 109 and giving up 104.5 through the entire postseason. In today's modern NBA scoring, to hold teams to just under 105 points per game is absolutely sensational. It's sensational. All right, 110-99, hit under in game one, and Phoenix at home, they're just an incredible incredible team. I mentioned it multiple times already in the podcast. They have the best record at home in the NBA. Just think this New Orleans team completely overwhelmed is six, seven, sometimes eight guys that can give you double digit outings on the Suns and this Monty Williams defensive scheme. This is what happens in the NBA. When you get to the playoffs, excellent defense prevails. So I'm taking the Suns on the money line over the Pelicans, Heat over the Hawks, and the Grizzlies over the T-Wolves, with the Grizzlies probably being the hardest cover for all three of us tonight. But that pace, plus 114, and I know what you're saying, probably in your head, three games, Alex, to cover for a little over plus money. The spreads scare me. Spreads will be different bets on Action Network. Little radio tease there. And I'm wrapping it up. I'm taking the Suns wire to wire. So if you click more wages bottom right of your of your FanDuel box, when you look at the spreads and the over-under, takes you to a page under popular. It's right next to same game parlay. You can scroll down and hit wire to wire. Plus 104, this is for the Suns to be up after the first quarter and be up after every quarter and, of course, winning the game. So it doesn't mean they have to outscore the Pelicans every quarter, which obviously you saw that third quarter, the Pelicans saw some by 11, but they were still up. If the Suns are up after every quarter, they win, and they did this last game, and it's in large part because of how they came out, covering that three-and-a-half first quarter line, and scoring 28 and giving up 16. This Phoenix team at home averaging 29.2 points per game in the first quarter and 29.1 on the season, which is top eight in the NBA. New Orleans 25th ranked in first quarter points. As you saw, 16 points coming out. Very, very mediocre at best. They're also 25th in that category on the road in the whole Costco sample size of the season. I just feel very comfortable with this Phoenix team coming out hot again. They want to make quick work of the Pelicans. This could be a clean sweep for all we know. This is Chris Paul's ex, by the way. Let's not forget this New Orleans Pelicans team. He was a Hornet once upon a time in the same town. And they did not they did not do everything to keep him. We'll put it at that. And he comes up and puts up a 30 and 10. But if you saw what he did facilitating, just hitting buckets from everywhere, but getting everyone involved, I feel very, very comfortable taking this and giving it out. Plus 104. Suns win the quarter and stay up winning every and leading every quarter, I should say, to hit the wire to wire. So that's about how we wrap up today's Taco Tuesday pod. 
Grizzlies double result. If you want to splash in jaw 20 plus or 25 plus, I co-sign. Little Grizzlies heat and Suns money line parlay for plus. And then I will dance with the Suns wire to wire again. Thank you for tuning in to Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. If you enjoyed yourself, please subscribe, rate, review, hit me up. I will shout you out. Appreciate all the support. Make sure to check out all things volume sports. That Curry Draymond Green podcast was sensational. Shout out to Brums on the ones and twos. And as always, don't forget to hug your mothers. Ta-ta real smooth.